Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. And welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. With me again this week, Ben Landers from Blue Corona. Last week, you heard from Ben about how his company started out of a sort of private accelerator from a company called Drink More Water that sold coffee. Ben saw a need while he was selling coffee and approached the owner of Drinkmore and said, hey, I'd like to be one of your incubated companies. And out of this, Blue Corona grew. Originally, it was a bespoke service for his current company, but it became its own thing over time. And now uh, Ben is the founder of a company that markets and handles marketing, principally for home services company, which we found out are companies that are needs-based things like roofers and repair people, plumbers, things that you have to repair. And that's been his niche and very successful. This week, we're going to talk to Ben about three major things that he thinks you should know from his experience as a business person, that uh, three big takeaways. And we do this every season, and then we roll them all up at the end of the season. And Ben, welcome back. And I want to say, I, so I identified with you last week when you said you were at WorldCom, and that kind of collapsed. So my father was a partner at Arthur Anderson, one of the managing partners, managed a, the worldwide tax group for that company. And Fortunately, retired before Arthur Anderson ran afoul of Enron and their their document shenanigans in Texas. So I'm familiar with that kind of feeling of this is a forever thing. It's WorldCom. It's huge, you know, but business can change in a snap like that. And you shifted with the times. You were flexible. Last week, closed the show with asking you to think about two or three or four things, things that you wish you could or that you would like to tell businesses that you either have done or wish you had done or are planning to do that you think are really the most important aspects of how you became successful. And I know you're successful and we'll talk about that on a future episode about how that success has panned out. I hope I'd be very excited for that. But in the short term, tell us what you're thinking. I've got a laundry list of, uh, you know, mistakes made, lessons learned and, and tips that I can offer. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw out some and I'm not sure that they're exactly in the, uh, you know, in the right order, but you know, this is something that's very easy to understand sort of intellectually, but when you're in it, I just, I see it over and over again. You know, you mentioned yep. in the earlier episode, Vistage. I've been in Vistage for a long time and I'm in some other CEO groups. So I hear CEOs and business owners, you know, come to the group with challenges and issues. And I guess the, the um, epiphany that I had, and then again, it, I'll tell a story that led to it, which is, you know, when I started the company, it was bootstrapped, right? So I put in a little bit of money. My partner put in a little bit of money. Right. Um, but you know, we didn't raise money from the outside market. We did not, we weren't swimming in cash. So I was wearing a lot of hats. Everyone who worked for the company was wearing a lot of hats seven days a week. I don't think I've ever took a day off unless I was like at a soup, you know, fever and you know, on my deathbed type of thing. And so I remember I was in the office on a Saturday. It's probably five or six, probably six, seven in the morning. My kids were really little, like infants. So my, my thought was they're not going to remember any of this, you know, anyway. So I'm going to work and get the business up so I can be around when they can remember stuff. 
But anyway, I met, I met the office and I remember my business partner came in. He did not work for the company. He was like an investor. And he's in his workout clothes. He's getting ready to go to the gym. I'm like gaining weight, you know, slaving away in front of my computer on a Saturday morning, like six in the morning. And he comes in and he's like happy. Go, like, hey, man, what's going on? How's it going? And I'm like, I'm burning the candle at both ends. I, I can't keep doing this. I need help. You know, I, I'm struggling. And he was like, you know, what's wrong? And I'm like, I have like problem after problem after I solve one problem. There's five more. I can't do it. You know, I can't get the help I need from the team. Da, 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 da. He looks at me and he said, what did you expect? I mean, you said you wanted to start your own business. What were you expecting? And I said, well, I was expecting, you know, a year of this and then to get my business to be like yours. And he said, well, what do you think mine's like? And I said, you know, yours runs, seems to run like a top. I mean, your customers are happy. Your employees are happy. Uh, you know, people get what they're looking for. And he goes, that's because I don't like complain about all my problems, you know, to you. you he's like, I hear you out front of the building talking about what I hope is one of your friends. And the, and the, the narrative, your narrative is like problem, problem, problem. He's like, as the business grows, our business at that, at the time this was happening was about maybe one, one and a half million in revenue. Hand, you know, handful, maybe, I don't know, 10 employees or something like that. His business was like maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine million in revenue. And he said, I just want you to know as the business grows, the problems are going to become maybe more and certainly more challenging, like much bigger problems than what you have. And he rattled off some things that he was like dealing with that I didn't right. have any visibility into. And I was like, oh, crap. Like those make my problems look like, you know, this. And so the lesson is that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, if you go into it believing that you can get your business just kind of running, so you're out playing golf and like the business is just going, that has not been my experience. At least I've never run that type of business. They're always, you know, key person leaves, key client fires you, technology snafu. The first lesson was it sounded like he lent you some perspective and having perspective seemed to help. Yeah, like if you, um, if you see a problem as a puzzle or a game, yeah. it suddenly makes it so much lighter. I mean, when you think about it, it's like people will play video games. I watch my son play video games where it's like, you know, he gets into these, these jams and then it's like a game to get out. And I was like laughing to myself, like, that's not dissimilar to when like a key employee says, hey, you know, I'm giving you my notice. Again, there's always that that disconnect between your expectations and reality. If you go into a business kind of realizing that how big your business gets is sort of dependent on your and your team's ability to solve right. these increasingly more difficult problems. But as the team gets bigger, like I look at the, tr the challenges that we face now, and they are way more complex than back then. But I've got a guy that was a professor where I went to school. The PhD, I could have never gotten in a single one of his classes. He works for us. So when we have a technology problem, I'm like, Dinesh, what? You know, like, let's unpack this. How many people are at Blue Corona now? How much growth have you guys seen from that 10 employee phase when you had all those problems? How big yeah, is we're, we're probably at uh, maybe 110, 110 people. 110 people. So maybe yeah. that's orders of magnitude oh, yeah. in terms of growth. You're, you're, yeah. 
you're 10 times or 11 times the size you were back then with those problems. So I'm curious, have the problems changed? Is it still the same kind of problem after problem? And what has changed for you as a perspective on those problems? I mean, is that, was yeah. that the epiphany moment where your partner came in? Yeah. Again, it sounds really silly. One of the things that my partner had told me to do was he said, the next time your friend calls you, and it was, I was out front. You know, every break I would take, I was out front with my buddy, yeah. high school buddy who worked for Eli Lilly. So he's at a big company like, you know, hey, right. man, I'm playing golf. You want to, can you meet me? It's like, play golf. Like I'm dying over here. And so he said, just start telling him, start telling him how fast you're growing and how exciting it is. And tell him about the client that you won, not the big client that you're having an issue with, like that kind of thing. And I started doing that. I mean, it really was. I almost felt like I was being like, uh, who's, you know, like Tony Robb. It's like, I felt like I was, I was being like um, programmed. He was a business coach. You had a partner yeah, that was a business yeah. coach for you, which is fantastic yeah. and, and rare. And, and there was a speaker in Vistage where she came and said, your life really comes down to what you, you can't pay attention to everything. So it's where you direct your attention. So if you direct your attention to all the downside and the problems and the issues, that is all you, you can see. If you flip it and direct it to all the opportunity with kind of training and habit, that is all you see. So I really, the problems, going back to your question, you know, we have, again, more problems, more complex issues today than we ever had before. But I don't feel it that way at all. I feel like our business is this tightly run machine. Anytime there's an issue, it gets addressed. Most of it, it all happens without, like, I'll hear about things in meetings where I'm like, and they will say like, oh, no, it's, we're good. Like, it's already been solved. So it sounds like there's really three things. I think we have three things here. The first one is, if you're going to start a business, if you're an entrepreneur, no matter how you start it, it's not going to be easy. Don't expect it to be cakewalk, golf, and it's not going to run itself. You're going to put in time and effort, and it's going to be more work than working at a company. Sounds like Eli Lilly guy, WorldCom, Ben Landers, you know, the salad days, we used to call them. My brother was a consultant. He's like, yeah, the salad days, we used to be able to get, you know, salads, I guess. I don't know what that really means. And then the second thing I heard from you over and over again throughout this is perspective. So you not only looked at your problem, your small problems relative to the bigger problems of a bigger company, which you probably have now, but you also looked at them, you changed your perspective instead of saying, these are my problems. It's a drag. You said, these are my puzzles. This is exciting. Here's what we're doing well. That seems like your big, big takeaway. And I like yeah. that. Mindset is a huge part of being in business for yourself. The third one seems like a take on perspective. The only other thing I can think that's also sort of related to this, I think there's also a tendency when you start a company, when you're the founder and you're the original employee, some people can develop this, um, you know, it's almost like a, a hero, like put the cape on. If there's a problem, if it's going to be, it's going to be me, you know, like you have to kind of take the reins and run. Okay. And the earlier you can start to, to flip that, people that have worked in management for larger companies, I think have had practice with this. But if you popped into being a business owner without a lot of formal management training, I don't think you have this, which is you have to pull it out of the team. If you pull everyone in a conference room and everyone's just sitting there waiting for you, the, right. the entrepreneur that got us here, like it's everyone's quiet. What are we going to do about this? And then if you make the mistake of then starting to talk, it exacerbates 
all of those issues of you sitting in your office at nine at night or I have the same challenge when, especially when you're, you're, you're a lot like me, we're kind of the talkers. We're like, Hey, this is the solution to the problem over and over again. And that is a huge challenge. I have made that mistake time and again. So I feel it. So I think the three then are, it's not going to be easy. You're going to work. It's perspective on your problems and how you look at running the business. And then the third huge one, which gosh, I still need to fix this, I think, uh, with myself. I don't know why I'm dragging me into this too, but I feel <laughs> is that providing the solution to your entrepreneurial, and we're, we're your, your size is a lot for more 130 yeah. people, 120 something people. But if you try to make all of the solutions yourself for your team or your group or your company, you're going to be doing that forever. And you really, it's not something you can do at scale. It's not a scalable thing. So, so you've got to, I guess, delegate what I did it went in it went in kind of yeah. two phases. Phase one was I had someone who sort of highlighted this to me, and she said, "Every time you start to do it, like you just can't keep your mouth shut. I'm gonna have a word. Like if I can't kick you under the table, I'm gonna have a word that I'm gonna work into a sentence, and that is your cue to shut your mouth, go get a cup of coffee, say you have to use the bathroom because you're doing it." You're, you're dominating it. the meeting. So that was step one. Step two was, you know, they talk about how important it is to, you know, find people that have what you don't have. Yeah. I hired someone who is like the Jedi master of management. And awesome. he is the president and he oversees the day-to-day. And it's, I talked to him and he has no qualms about saying, sit back down, like I'm handling this. That's excellent. That's excellent, Ben. So I've, I've yeah. done phase two. I have to go back and do phase one. I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to write that down right now. I'll say it at the end of my our, our segment here. But I'm going to I have to come up with a word for people like Amy <laughs> or and my CMOs. You know, some sort yeah. of like, yeah. Maybe it'll have to, table talk. It has to be something that we don't normally say, like cheese puffs. <laughs> oh, I feel like cheese puffs. I don't know. I'll have to come up yeah. with it. Oh, I hate to say it. It's like a safety word. That's right. Okay, it's a stop word. So to summarize this this segment, so we learned about Ben last week. This week, Ben's told us that uh, it's not going to be easy. You need perspective. And finally, I think my takeaway is you need the right person there to kick you under the table so that you don't do it all. Don't do it all, but you also need help in being self-aware of that and then taking steps to to fix that. And I really like the practical advice you just gave us. In fact, I'm going to action that. I still got to think of my word. And I'll think of it by the time we do our next segment next week, where we have you back to talk about a little bit more about Blue Corona and I guess where you've ended up. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.